listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us today on Be Your Best Horsemanship, and for this episode, I'm going to talk about something that uh, affects me weekly, and yesterday morning was uh, Monday morning, and we were coming off a weekend where I had a lot of other things going on other than the horse training where we were finishing up some projects at our house and and uh, we've got the holidays coming up and so yesterday morning I caught myself feeling a little bit overwhelmed with everything I need to do to get caught up with my my training horses and and uh, my week uh, normally on Sundays I try to stay away from the barn as much as possible I may We may Sunday afternoon rope on some horses just for fun or kind of make it, uh, I try to make it more of a fun day or family day. Um, Saturdays, if I'm here, if I'm not gone um, at a clinic or another event or whatever, um, a lot of times on Saturdays I'll work. I may not work all the horses, but I'll work the ones that need it need the sixth day out of the week um so anyway this weekend i i like i said i I caught myself yesterday morning early starting to feel like uh uh overwhelmed with what i had coming up for the weekend and i think everybody you know no matter your situation i think we all go through this um whether you're in the horse training business or whatever business you're in just the the normal your normal everyday life of being a parent and and uh, having a career and and all the responsibilities that we stack on ourselves um, most most always the pressure of of life and career and job is you know most of that self inflicted and that's the first thing we have to realize and so yesterday morning I caught myself you know, thinking about that and starting to feel that way. And I thought, you know, if, if I don't change the way I feel and change, change my attitude towards what we're, what I'm about to start as far as catching and saddling and starting to ride, um, it's not in, in my business and in the horse business, and this is going to affect most of you listening because you're horse owners but those of you who aren't it's still going to be relevant to your situation too because your thoughts create feelings and your feelings create your attitude you know when i go to catch that first horse i need to uh i need to realize and and make myself aware of that it's it's not about how fast i get that horse caught saddled and rode it's how much progress i make with each each individual horse and as you go through that, you have to understand that horses and a big part of being better with horses is understanding the animal you're training. And so you're going to hear that same, um, 
you know, that same thought, that same theme in a lot of my, in a lot of my podcasts is that a lot of the progressing of your training is, is progressing the understanding of the animal you're training. And, and in this situation, it's the horse. So you have to understand, and I have to remind myself, even though I've been doing this for, you know, over three decades, is that as I head to the barn, I need to understand that that horse has no idea what's going on in my life. And and to be quite honest, they don't care what's going on in your life. All they care about is what's going on in their life and how they feel. And so as I start my day with that first horse, you, you have to understand that that horse, how I my attitude towards catching that horse, saddling that horse, riding that horse has everything to do with how the progress of the day's training is going to go. The horse-human relationship, and this is something I learned the hard way because I didn't always believe this. And really, there was a time in my training career where you couldn't have told me that this is the way it is and I would have believed you because I was too hard-headed but the relationship that horses and humans have you know you think about it there's there's a dictatorship there's a partnership there's a player coach or employer-employee relationship. You know, there's lots of different relationships and, and you have to decide which one you are developing with that animal. Um, there was a time in my training career where it, where it was definitely a dictatorship. You know, nothing was optional, nothing was negotiable. I wasn't concerned about their feelings. It was pretty much a dictatorship. In that relationship, you know, those horses would, would work because they had to. You know, I never had a horse that was as good as they could be when, when I had that attitude. I remember back when in like junior high and high school when I played sports, football and basketball, and there were coaches that you played for that, that you did your job and you did what you were supposed to do because, number one, you loved the sport and you liked to compete. But um, some of those coaches, you did it because you had to and it was expected of you, which which was, was still a good learning lesson. But there were other coaches that, you know, you would uh, you would do anything for. You'd run through a wall for because because they developed that relationship with you to where you wanted to do your job. It's just like having a good employer. I mean, as an employer, you know, not everybody, the people that work for you, it is really tough for them to have your vision and the drive to achieve what you're trying to achieve. They're they're there trying to make a living. And so it's it's really you know, it's really a challenge as an employer to develop that relationship with an employee where they, they want to come to work and they enjoy their job 
and you know you hope that's the way it is but sometimes you know that sometimes that's a real challenge you know and that's two like animals um, you're dealing with somebody that speaks the same language as you do and so on the human side of it for an employer and an employee it's it's financial compensation that drives you but hopefully it's it's also the compensation that the reward of doing your job and working for somebody that that you enjoy working for well with the horse you think about it you know what what's their reward you know so yesterday morning as I went out and my my normal day is uh, I saddle eight horses and then I start and they're all they're all tied at the tie rack and then I start on one end and I start going down through there and working them and and depending on the day um, I'll switch ends I'll start on one end one day and one end the other day so that some horses get worked first thing in the morning and then and then the next day they might get worked uh, later in the afternoon this time of year it's it's uh, November and it's cooler so it's easier to uh, this time of year since it's not hot and the horses won't get dehydrated it it's good for them to stand there tied and learn how to stand tied and get along with their friends on that you know there will be a horse tied on either side of them and I think that's as a huge part of the training but uh, you know as I go down through there and each horse that I that I ride um, when I, when I go to get on that first one or second one or third one or eighth one or um, whatever you know the the first thing I do when I step up on them is I want them to stand still when I get on and when then when I step up on them the first thing I do is soften them in their head neck shoulders ribcage and hindquarters and that's before I ever ride off and and the reason I do that is I want that horse to associate me with with getting soft now getting back to the attitude part of that is when I step up on them and from the time I catch them to saddle them to tie them up my attitude towards that horse and my thought process towards that day's training determines in a big way how that training session is going to go so you know when you feel when you feel that way like you're in a hurry and, and everybody's busy and your schedules are hectic and, and I get that but you know those that's something that to keep in mind as you go through the process of training your horse and working with your horse or being with your family or working at your job you know one of the quotes that I love is uh, it's real simple it's a three-word quote win the day yesterday as I was getting ready to get started and I and I actually to, to add uh, to add to the things I had basically hanging over my head yesterday that I needed to do or that I felt like was hanging over my head I yesterday morning I I actually did a podcast or recorded one on a on a similar subject 
and it was 25 or six minutes and I get done and then the way this works you click a button and it says to upload it and I go through that process and then I get rolling and I'm I come in at uh, to grab a little lunch and I noticed it's still uploading and I think well I'm not terrible with technology but I'm not sure enough not great so I thought well I'll just refresh the site well when you refresh the site you lose your recording so <laughs> on top of on top of having 12 horses to work yesterday I uh, spent 30 minutes recording a podcast and that I'm not sure where it's at if I ever find it it'll be in the you know, maybe someday we'll run the lost archives of the Be Your Best Horsemanship podcast, and and I can run that one because every one of these that I record, there's nothing scripted. It's not like I can go back and do it. When I when I record a podcast, all I have is one simple topic in my mind, and then I put the headphones on and hit record, and and I just start talking. So. When we talk about this being real and raw and, and entertaining, it, it, it's also unscripted. I don't, I don't script anything. And so um, there will never be two exact podcasts created on Be Your Best Horsemanship. I can, I can assure you that. So anyway, that on top of, uh, like I said yesterday, I think I worked nine, I rode nine horses and roped on three and uh, it was a it was a full day, but it was a great day. And the last one I worked last night, it was uh, it was dark. We had turned the arena lights on, and there were a couple of uh, college kids here that were roping with me. And and uh, one girl asked, she said, well, "Is that is that your last one?" And I and I said, "Yeah." And and I was loping this sorrel gelding, and I realized that I was still enjoying what I was doing, and I didn't even think about him being the last one and I thought back and I thought you know the reason I I was still in a good mood and and I was still enjoying what I was doing is that right off the bat yesterday morning I realized that if I didn't change the way I feel before I got started it was it was going to affect my attitude and if I don't change my attitude as I go through the day um, and there, those of you close to me, my family, my friends, they, I'm just going to tell you people that know me, they know how crappy my attitude can get and how ornery I can get sometimes. And that's not the, not a lot of good happens when I'm in that train of thought. So, you know, looking back from the horse's standpoint yesterday, because of that change in my attitude, I feel like every horse progressed. Um, I had some situations where in the middle of, of working one, they got resistant or their feet got sticky and didn't want to move. One, one mare in particular that has been a challenge from day one, and she's been tough, tough, tough. Um, lots of ability, but she has a not a very good attitude every day. I mean, she, I think when she turns the corner, she could be one of them 
that when she decides that she's going to do her job and do it every day, I think she could be phenomenal. Um, she's at this point right now, we're still trying to get, get past that point, turn the corner. But yesterday in the middle of working her, she got real sticky and didn't want to move out. And, and when I ask one to move their feet, they're going to move their feet. Now, when they move their feet, it may be, it may be jumping up. It may be kicking out. It may be, you know, starting to buck a little bit. But I'm going to encourage them enough to move that they are going to move their feet. Now, when they move their feet, it may be a reactive response. Like with her, there was at one point where she kicked out to the side, bucked a couple times, and kind of squirted. Well, as soon as she squirted, I released and let her move out because that's what I was asking her to do. But but prior to moving her feet and kind of squirting off, um, she you know, kicked out, kind of kicked at my feet, and then bucked a couple times, and then finally we got moving. But, you know, in in that situation there, it was her attitude that was holding us back. And, and she had to change. Um, she had to understand that in that situation, you know, it's, it's not a – it's not a situation where I'm going to be out there feeding her carrots and sugar lumps. I mean, we're, we're going to get moving. We got to, she has got to understand to get to moving her feet. And that takes me back to thinking about that player coach relationship. You know, a good, good coach is going to push you. A good coach is going to give you parameters and, and help you to understand how much effort you need to put out. Okay. So that's kind of how I look at the horse-human relationship when I've got a horse in training. I need to set those parameters for that horse, especially at the point I have them in their training, so that they understand how much effort is expected of them when I ask. And I think that's just super important because I think you train effort I think you can train a horse to give effort. And I think that's what good trainers do. And they help that horse understand when I ask, you give the effort. But when you get the, give the effort, you get the reward. You know, my dad was a good athlete when he was young. And, um, you know, when I played sports, there were a lot of times if I didn't have a good game, I wasn't that excited about going home because my dad was going to, give you advice that on what you could do to be better that you may not want to hear. But the one thing I'm really thankful for is that uh, there was one thing you were going to do, and that was you were going to give the effort. And if you didn't give the effort, you were going to hear about it. And it, it wasn't optional. If uh, growing up, if uh, you were doing something and your last name was Haugen, you were going to give the effort. And that was instilled in us at a young age. And, you know, at the time, we I'm sure there were times I thought he was a ornery, you know what, um, and, and was being hard on me. But, you know, thank the good Lord that he was. Oh, my gosh. Because I was the type of kid that, uh, you know, need, he needed to be on me at times. And so I think about that a lot when I'm working these Colts too, is that 
you know, there are times we got to push through tough situations. And yesterday with that filly in particular, that was one of them, you know. At that point, she was having a bad attitude and wasn't giving any effort, didn't want to give any effort. And, you know, so I, I, I didn't do it in an abusive way. I didn't, I just, I was just asking firmly and it wasn't, and I didn't let up until I got the response I was looking for. And then I was able to let up and reward her. If when she went to resist and was being resentful and, and having a bad attitude, you know, if I in, in turn had had a bad attitude, it would have ended up with two very frustrated animals just fighting against each other. And you don't want to get in that situation because nothing progresses when, when you are, you and your horse are both mentally in that, fr- in that frustrated mode, you know, so always, always remember that. And it has to do with horses, I know, because I've been doing it for, like I said, over three decades. And my mindset and my attitude as we go through the progression of training, and every day is a progression of training, every day. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. That that 1%, you know, just try to get that 1% better. Some days you're going to get 10% better. Some days you might get 50% better. But just keep it achievable. Keep it achievable. Keep it realistic. Get that 1% better. And every day when you start your day, I don't care what you're doing, the first thing you need to have to have a great attitude is understand what is your thought process and what are you feeling and be aware of where you're at mentally before you start because this is a thinking man's game, a thinking woman's game. You know, good horsemen and good horsewomen are in control of their emotions and their attitude. So that that's just... That's a topic that I think before you get into your training, you know, ritual, you really need to understand. I know I do. I, 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 I arrived at this point by taking the, the hard way. You know, I can tell you that with complete honesty. Um, and and uh, it doesn't need to be that way. doesn't need to be that way. You can take a much... A much easier road than I did. So, anyway, that that's our that's our show for today. Hope you liked it. And as you go through the week, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast. Head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.